Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today we are flashing back to episode number 11 with Cutco Vector's Eastern Region Manager, Scott Dennis. Since his start with the company in 1990, Scott has been one of the most prolific achievers at every level in the organization. While attending the University of Notre Dame, he was one of the top college student sales reps in the company. He was national champion branch manager, set all-time records as a district manager, and advanced to division manager, then region executive. Scott is married with four kids and has been an amazing example of all-around success both personally and professionally. In these short snippets, Scott shares some amazing insights for success and fulfillment in one's life and career. He covers what has helped him succeed so quickly at every level as he has advanced in Vector. He lists some themes or core philosophies that he has learned from his mentors and that he imparts upon his people and his family to this day. He also shares the story of how and why he chose a career in sales management. Scott graduated with an engineering degree, and he had to choose between a career in that field or a career with Vector, where he had already proven his ability to succeed at the highest levels. Today's snippets begin with the poignant conversation Scott had with his dad as he made this career decision. Enjoy today's flashback segment, and if you want to hear Scott's full story, you can revisit episode number 11. My dad was an engineer. He worked for the same company for 20 plus years. And he really had pushed me down the engineering route, thinking that that was the safest path. And that was the plan for me. I was going to follow in dad's footsteps. So when I was getting close to making my final decision on what I was going to do, I remember I, I came home for spring break and was going to deliberate with my folks about my decision. It had come down to two different companies. I was either going to work for a technical sales company based in Naperville, just outside of Chicago, called Nalco Chemical, or I was going to work for Vector. And this company, Nalco, had given me really an awesome offer. I found out later it's one of the better offers that they'd ever given a, a college grad. And my dad, it was a no-brainer to him. I mean, use your engineering degree and go work for these guys. So I come home from school to discuss things with, with my, my dad, and he was totally ready for me. He'd done his homework. He'd done his research <laughs> on both companies. And he had this piece of paper where he took a, a line and drew it right down the middle of the, of the, of the sheet. He kind of did the old Ben Franklin clothes on me, where he had on one side, it had Nalco and all the pros and cons. The other side, Vector, all the pros and cons. And as you can imagine, a lot more pros for Nalco, a lot more cons for Vector. And one of the things I remember, I still have the piece of paper, actually. One of the things I oh, remember, wow. yeah, that he, he had written down as a pro for Nalco, one of the words he put down, like all capital letters, was security. Hmm. 
that's what he put down as a pro. And the con for Vector was risk in all caps. And see, what my dad didn't understand is that my view of the world had changed because of Vector. I, I no longer wanted the safe, guaranteed path that had limited upside. I I now saw that as risk. In my mind, that was a risk for my future. I didn't want guarantees. I wanted to have more upside. I wanted to be in a position where I could control my own destiny. So this conversation went on for several hours. And ultimately, my dad, he saw where I was at. He took his pen. And under Vector, he wrote down happy. And under Nalco, he wrote down sad. And so even though... (laughs) How powerful. Yeah. Even though it wasn't the decision that he would make, you know, as a good father, he recognized that, hey, we're different people. And ultimately, I was going to be happiest working for Vector. When I decided to do this, I was all in. There was no looking back. There were no what ifs. And there was no other option for me but to give this my all and to succeed at a high level. And one thing that I developed uh, as a sales rep and also as an engineering student was my work ethic. And so those first two or three years, I really sold out. And I made the business my first love, knowing that, uh, if I did, and I gave it my all, I would reap some real rewards in the future. I know a lot of people are on a quest for balance, and I was not on a quest for balance as a brand new manager. I knew that that could come later. I was on a quest for excellence. I was on a quest to build my career. So I threw myself fully into my business. I poured into my people. And you know what? It meant that I worked a lot, but it didn't feel like work because it was my business and it was my people and it was my future that I was building. And one of my favorite sayings that kind of goes along with this is, are you going to choose pleasing methods or are you going to choose pleasing results? Pleasing methods or pleasing results. And I really... I chose pleasing results uh, a lot, which meant really working hard in the early stages, but it really paid off. What was kind of neat a couple years later, my parents finally attended their first year in Bankwood and our team uh, was being recognized. We'd won a couple of silver cups. And my dad really finally got a sense of what the Vector Opportunity was all about and what we do for people. And I remember telling my dad, I said, Dad, I, I hope you're not disappointed that I'm not an engineer. And he's like, Scott, you are an engineer. Uh, you're engineering. I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. He goes, you're, you are engineering something far more valuable than a bridge or a chemical plant or a building. He's like, Scott, you're engineering people. And that was, that was a pretty cool moment to have my father give his approval uh, of my decision after you know, I chose to go a totally different direction and, uh, and really be my own man. Scott, that is a powerful story. And I get choked up listening. <laughs> to what you just shared right there. I love how you said your view of the world had changed during your Cutco Vector experience and, and just uh, evaluating the fact that risk truly is dependent on your own effort and your own skills. The level of risk, at least, was dependent on your own effort and your own skills. And you knew you were highly skilled. You knew you were willing to put in the work. And therefore, that mitigated virtually all of the risk. That's right. Um, exactly. So, and provided you more opportunity. Wow. That's incredible. Scott, what are some other valuable lessons you feel like you've learned from your vector experience that you try to impart upon your people that you're working with? Some additional themes that we, we talk about a lot that I, I talk about a lot. I, I learned from my original region manager, a gentleman by the name of Martin Dimitrovich, uh, the simple concept of do a little more than you have to. Do a little more than you have to, whether it's preparing for a meeting or making phone calls. Maybe the goal was 10, get 11 booked. You know, maybe it's even running on the treadmill. You're going to run for 
for 20 minutes, run for 25. Do just a little more than you have to at everything you do. And that extra five or 10% in effort repeated over and over again uh, just becomes a big difference maker. And that's, that's what separates uh, the champions. Uh, that, that's one theme. You know, another theme that uh, we talk about a lot with, uh, with our team is you've got to go out of your comfort zone to grow. And there's so many opportunities here at Vector to go out of your comfort zone. I remember for me, just making that first phone call was, was going out of my, my comfort zone. The first demo, then it was the first phone call to a recommendation. That, that was a different world. Uh, then giving my first speech at a Vector event, uh, running an interview for the first time. And that, that's why I love the branch opportunity so much and why I think everyone at some point in life should be a branch manager because it forces you out of your comfort zone to do things you would normally never get a chance to do. We talk a lot about failing forward, failing forward. And Vector has totally changed my view of failure. Uh, before Vector, I, I feared failure. I did everything in my power to avoid failure, whether it was over-preparing or just not trying new things because I didn't want to fail. And Vector has taught me that failure can be a good thing and you can actually fail forward and use your failures and use your disappointments as a learning experience to grow stronger. I think I'm, I'm a perfect example of that. I went one for seven uh, my first weekend uh, selling Cutco and use that as fuel to uh, still be successful. We talk a lot about what overcoming adversity can do for you. And I tell our people all the time that, you know, you're going to definitely face adversity in life. You're going to face adversity in, in business. The question that I ask is, will you let adversity define you or will you let your response to adversity refine you? Will you let mm. adversity define you? Or are you going to let your response to adversity refine you? And there's such an opportunity to be forged and refined into a better version of yourself when you attack adversity head on and you overcome it. And just recently, Dan, it's, uh, it's great to explore new concepts and tap into new lessons. Mike Muriel referred, uh, Mike Muriel is our region manager in the central region. He uh, referred a book uh, to me called Positive Intelligence uh, by uh, Shirzad Shamin. And he talks about winning the battle in your mind. And there's this ongoing dialogue that goes on in our minds all the time. Uh, some of that dialogue is constructive. Unfortunately, some of it is destructive. And the destructive voices are defined in the book as saboteurs because they're trying to sabotage us from having success and reaching our true potential. As an example, we have the, the judge is this voice that's finding fault in ourselves and other people. Hmm. Uh, there's the controlling voice that urges us to, to take charge and, and maybe control people. There's the victim that wants us to be emotional and to feel sorry for ourselves. Uh, there's the avoider that wants us to procrastinate. And there's many other voices like this. And the key that we've learned together as a team uh, over the last couple of years is to increase your awareness when you hear these voices, to actually label these voices, that those voices are not you. Uh, they're not you. They're, they're your saboteurs. And you can proactively shift the conversation that's taking place away from those voices to something positive. You look for the gift in whatever situation that you're in. So I know Robin Sharma calls this, and Robin Sharma is the, the personal growth guru. He calls it fireproofing your mindset so that no matter what happens, you're not thrown off of your game. And uh, it's a lot of fun imparting these lessons uh, to our people, to our team. It's a blast sharing these lessons uh, with my family. I feel like uh, I'm raising better kids because of a lot of the lessons that I've learned here at Vector. Outstanding. 
Scott, the, thank you so much for what you just shared right there. I think that that was so insightful and so valuable uh, for people to be able to hear. Any other ways uh, among all of what you just shared, any other ways that uh, you aspire to change people's lives through your work or through your influence? You know, we spent some time as a division manager team working on our purpose statement over the last uh, couple of years. And what we came up with, it's uh, really simple. Our mission statement in our organization is to build and develop great people. It's to build and develop great people. And yes, we want to sell a lot of knives along the way. But that's not what defines us. What defines us is what we do for people at all levels in the business. I know it may sound a little cheesy, but it's not about the knives. It's about changing lives. And for our young people, uh, we give them a platform to go out of their comfort zone, do things they would never, never get a chance to do and experience growth along the way. And my hope is that through their association with our company, our people will go through a journey of self-discovery and gain more clarity of who they are and what they're meant to do in this world. Ultimately, I want to see us help our people get closer to achieving their dreams, whether that's in the business or out of the business. Along the way, I take really seriously our role as leaders to be mentors in this critical stage of our people's lives. We are impacting and developing the next generation of leaders in this country. Uh, when you really think about it, there's not a single entity. There's no other university in America that comes in contact with as many students as we do on an annual basis. Mm -hmm. And through our leadership academy and the unique real world experiences we provide, uh, we are impacting lives. Dan, we've got an amazing opportunity already, but I'm really excited to help create an even better vector and an even stronger uh, vector opportunity for everyone in the future. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.